the music was a little loud this time, but (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the Make a Lounge podcast, the self-proclaimed best new podcast on the planet. (laughs) I'm Matt with Volna Woodworking and your host of the Make a Lounge podcast, where we have a rotating group of makers hanging out and talking craft to each other. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us in the lounge. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. If you haven't heard, we have a new Patreon subscription where you can listen to the episodes early, access exclusive content and get free swag. We might actually get some of that swag away tonight. Uh, Today, the crowd in the lounge is a little bit smaller than usual, but I did find a guy to talk to that you're going to want to follow. I'm here with Brendan, the man who puts country first in a brand called All-American Maker. Brendan uses his talents to not only design, hand pour, and manufacture a wide selection of American-sourced candles and leather balms, he can keep your boards and beards looking their finest. Nice. Welcome to the lounge. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, actually, about three and a half years ago, I started All-American Maker as a podcast because I wanted to connect with other makers. And since then, it's become more of a brand because my passion built for making products developed into connecting with other makers who also did the same. And I wanted to be able to utilize their specialties in different areas that I was not to be able to build a brand that I felt like could really embody what America was about, about all American made products. Everything's a hundred percent made in USA and it's stuff that we as Americans love to use every day. Right. And it's slowly been developing into more and more over time. But I, for now focus on candles and all the wax based stuff that I make and yeah. then I have friends that I've met through the years that make other stuff. And it really bolsters the brand and helps build something out of it and helps other people build theirs as well. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I started following you, I don't know, maybe a couple years ago. I don't know, maybe a little over a year ago, probably. Um, when I came across your page, I was like, this is a guy that has branding down pat. Like everything. All of your your huh. story, is everything was just it was seamless from one photo to the next. And, uh, and so you could instantly tell if you looked at your top nine photos or, or, you know, back then it was more photos than video. I was like, this is a guy who Mm -hmm. knows what his vision is. Uh, so when I had the chance to start a podcast, I was like, I've got to get this guy on and talk branding. (laughs) So you started the business. How long ago? Uh, all American Maker itself probably started around 2019, early in the year. Okay. And uh, I've just been running with it ever since, trying to see where it goes, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't get a chance to... You're not doing the podcast right now. You're focused more on like the making the products and stuff like that. Any interest in getting back into that or... Oh, yeah. So I'm actually in probably going to end up being the middle of November. I'm launching a campaign where I'm selling all the products I have online and I'm launching a ton of new ones in different packages and stuff. And anybody who buys anything from my website pretty much for the the next three to six months is going towards me getting a van and a trailer to take all American maker all across America. 
Wow. Because the way I like to do the podcast is to actually go to makers, see them in person, film with them in their workshop or wherever right. they do their trade, and actually develop a relationship with them. Right. Because it's like, and it, it, it's kind of awkward for me to do the whole video conferencing type podcast. Yeah. Because. Like I never got to meet you in person before we did this. And right. as much as I enjoy talking to people through the internet, I love meeting people in person. Yeah. It, it is, a, there is that like little bit of awkwardness, right? When you like we, you and I have never talked before. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've seen your, your stories, your videos and things like that um, on Instagram and you've seen mine, but it's hard to tell what a person's really like. So, yeah, I mean, there is that part of it, you know, okay, I'm going to have this guy on the podcast. I've never actually talked to him before, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so there's that kind of like weird, that weird, you know, phase you got to go through, but super glad that you were able to come on, um, because your products and for the, for the listeners, I just ordered some of your products for the first time and uh, they arrived last week. I got the tobacco and bourbon candle. Which, if oh, you're yeah. watching YouTube, <laughs> I've got it burning right now, and it smells awesome. It's not like some of these candles. You know, I, I have another candle that is, uh, oh, it's like a smoke something or rather, uh, smoked whiskey or something. It's really powerful, mm. so you can only light it for a little bit of you know time. This one's really smooth, like it's it's you know a nice light um, scent. And then uh, I of course got the shirt. Wearing the shirt tonight. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> what do you call this? What do you call this guy? I just call him the woodworker dude. Yeah. The woodworker I have the woodworker dude shirt and you got a couple other different, <laughs> different ones that are a similar look. The one with the cowboy hat. Uh but this one is is all me right here with the with the hat, with oh, the beard. Yeah. Um and of course stickers. I got some of that and the solid cologne which is actually in the bathroom. I used it this morning. So, but yeah, the, the, the nice. branding is, is consistent across everything. Is that something that you had like in mind that you wanted to carry across all products? How did you come up with that concept? Yeah. So I've actually been developing the branding for a lot of these products for five plus years. I work with a few different designers on all of this stuff. So like everything that looks hand drawn, all the dudes, all the elements, those are all done by my buddy Primo. He used to actually be a leather worker and then he completely switched to doing graphic design and illustration because it was a better medium for him. He could uh, create a better quality of life for his family. And at the end of the day, that's really what we're all looking for. Right. Um, so he found one of his many passions that was a little more lucrative and he ran with it. And I love being able to have everything look kind of old school and more hand-drawn. So I yeah. actually have 15 different dudes now oh, cool. and they all are like different trades, different, different things. Uh, and uh, I could go into what they all are, but really it's about celebrating the different makers. And I'm actually going to be working with him on developing some female ones as well, because 
obviously I'm a dude. Right, right. <laughs> so I resonate with dude stuff, but I've actually had a lot of women ask like, hey, where's the, the, the woman woodworker or the woman leather worker, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. So I think that's definitely coming because... I I want the brand to represent everybody, not just like a narrow field of people. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they all have to have beards, though. So I, I think that's <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to have to f- the bearded lady, the bearded lady. <laughs> I think that I yeah. think you need to make that incorporate that. Come on, Primo, get with it. Uh, yeah, no, I saw some of Primo stuff. Uh, you know, I, I started watching him on YouTube because of, of his uh, design stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and the, you know, his, and I just got an iPad pro, so that's how I oh, caught nice. him. Yeah. Um, yeah, super clean designs for those of you, uh, just listening to this on a, um, an audio medium, go out and check out his page, all American maker, um, on Instagram. You also on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Pretty much everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta get all the names. Like even with maker lounge podcast, I was like, I'm probably never going to post a TikTok, but let me just go ahead and reserve it. I'll get all that, you know, things down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, just definitely go out there and, and give him a follow, uh, because you'll see exactly what we're talking about in this episode. It just, uh, with the, with the look and everything, like I'm staring at this candle and it's got, um, I don't know what you would call this guy. This looks more like um, he's sitting on a whiskey barrel and uh, he's got a pipe in his in his hand. Oh, yeah. I call him the bourbon whiskey, dude. Yeah. Bourbon whiskey. For those of you on YouTube, you can see it. Um, But he incorporates a lot of these designs across, you know, everything. And then even your your product shots and stuff, you you take some of those yourself. You outsource some of those, but they are all consistent. Is that is that right? You you do outsource some of the pho- uh, photography? Yeah. Or? Well, I I take most of the photos, but whenever somebody like a customer who also like enjoys photography yeah. takes photos of the products and they kind of like mesh well with the style or the lighting that I normally use, mm-hmm. I'll. I'll ask them and say, Hey, can I use your photo to, and just shout you out because I really like your photo and I want to use it on the page to promote this product. Yeah. And I have a good amount of people, especially in the EDC community who are all about it. Cause it's really like a outlet for them to be able to shoot photos of different products. Right. Yeah. That's cool. I, I noticed a lot of your stuff you've got. Um, and I, I promise I won't, I won't take like, make you unleash all of your secrets to the audience <laughs> all you know 100 listens or whatever uh but you have um a very consistent uh backdrop i, I call it a backdrop it looks like a like a table or something like that right um mm-hmm. that you do for a lot of your product photography i think that's awesome uh just having that consistency throughout the page is it is it a table or is it yeah yeah, well, it's it is and it isn't. So it, I actually took it like a rolling cart, and I uh, took four boards that were like from a hundred year old barn that yeah. I found, and I uh, put them all together because they're all like the same type of wood. I lightly sanded them so that they're smooth, but it didn't take out all of the like the graininess of the wood and put them all together and that covers the whole surface. So it's like a nice consistent backdrop for everything. 
Yeah. And then even in your, your videos, you got a nice backdrop. So it's, it's like, I think, you know, there are a lot of people, you know, me included, we'll put out content. It's not necessarily seamless. It's not very consistent. Whatever I'm happy to be working on, that's what I post. All of your stuff seems very thought driven. Like you wouldn't post something that's out of brand for you. Uh, like, like most people would. Yeah. Well, like for instance, I have a really big passion for shooting photography of national parks. These mm. photos behind me are all ones I took of Yellowstone. Cool. Uh, and like this one right here, this, that one is uh, of Yellowstone shooting at Grand Teton. Like, cool. I love I love shooting outdoor photography, but it doesn't really fit with the brand all the all of the time. Right. Uh, because it's just not the feel. Right. But I would like it to be because <laughs> yeah. like I've moved into doing more like outdoorsy type stuff. But like I live in Western New York and half the year it's snowing out and I'm stuck in my workshop. So I kind of have to make the feel more indoor and dark. <laughs> right. And yeah, you do a good job on that, on like your website, you know, everything just feels, it feels cold, but not in a bad way. Cold in like, just a, like you just want to curl up next to a, a a campfire and tell some good old boy stories. Nice, fresh candle. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. So I I have a feeling that I'm going to probably have one of these in every room here soon. Um, I'm trying to figure out, so just off the top of your head in how many, how many different scents can you name in 10 seconds? Put you on the spot. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have about 25 with all American maker, but I actually have 160 in my shop that I use for doing custom candles for other companies. Wow. Uh, and I'll formulate blends and different things so that I can kind of, either mimic something they like or create a blend that they have been seeking out. Oh, cool. And so, yeah, to just name a couple off the top of my head is like, uh, where do I start? <laughs> right. Yeah. So tell me more about, uh, some of this, these, uh, product collaborations or the, the private label stuff that you do. How does that sure. come about? So, I mean, I started a, about six years ago with a company called Made Candles, and it's still on Instagram. I don't post on there consistently, uh, but I private label candles for about 500 different companies now around the United States and Canada, and uh, even a company in Germany now. Oh, cool. And essentially, it's taking these uh, these containers and a few other options and completely what they call white labeling or private labeling it so that it has their own designs and uh, graphics and information on it so they can sell it as their own product. Mm -hmm. But I'm making it for them so they don't have to make the investment of time and resources to figure out how to make candles. Right. Yeah, because that's a a big operation, I imagine. You know, if you're pouring... Like what's your, what's your average size batch for a private label? Uh, so there's not really an average. I do anywhere from like 50 to 500 Hmm. or even 5,000. So it just depends on the customer. 
I love working with small companies and I love working with big companies. It actually takes about the same amount of time invested in developing 50 candles as it does 5,000. Right, right. <laughs> so I prefer the larger orders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I love connecting with really anybody. So, yeah. So if I wanted it, because I had thought about, there was there's another another maker that I follow that they make candles as well. And, you know, pretty much the same mm. type of stuff that I do. Um, and I was like, oh, I could get into candle making. But then something that you've done, which I read on your website, um, is that, hey, not everybody is a professional at everything, right? Like if you're a, right. if you if you think you can do everything, I think, and I don't want to quote you wrong, but it, it basically, if you think you can do everything, then you're wrong. <laughs> uh, there are people who can do things, and I paraphrase that for, for the audience, <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, if I wanted a candle, let's say, uh, so you could private label mm -hmm. something, and would you ship, if I wanted to order 20 candles, with my stuff on it, would you send it to me? Would you direct direct uh, ship? Like how did, how would that work? So typically I would make all, the whole batch and then send it to you and then you can sell it out on your own website at shows and events in person. If you have a store in your store, anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are a few companies where I do like print fulfillment of candles, so yeah. to speak. Um, but I take a higher percentage. Like I charge more because I'm yeah, makes uh, sense. packing it, shipping it all for them. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Even your box, your boxes uh, have the, the branding on it and in it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, really sweet packaging. Uh, so kudos to you on that. I took some video of me opening everything. So I'll be posting, posting that on, uh, the Instagrams, but yeah, everything looks, looks nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask, um, you also, so you've got, uh, leather makers and, and things like that, that you sell that product on your website. So it's kind of like the inverse, right? So you're, you're doing product fulfillment or, um, wholesaling for other people, but then you also do a little bit of that on your website. Yeah. So like, for instance, I know that all American maker, if I want to build it into a brand, say like Duluth trading or LL bean or something big, I can't be the one making everything like, right. Sure. I could sit down and learn how to do leather craft and woodworking and pottery and all those things, but that's like, you know, $50,000 right. long term in equipment for each one of those things. And I'm not saying that I won't ever make leather goods or I won't ever like do woodworking. Yeah. But I, I think that if someone's a professional at making something and they can do it better than I can, and they're, they're willing to private label it for my brand. Right. Then long term that benefits both of us because I'm able to sell a product that I wouldn't or normally offer. And, by buying it from them, I'm giving them business. Yeah. Just as like if someone came to me and was like, hey, sure, I could learn how to make candles. Right. But I'm doing this. Why don't you do this for me? Yeah. <laughs> um, like do candles for me so I don't have to learn how to make candles and I'll stick to like woodworking or whatever your medium is. Right. 
because I can bust out like 3000 a day. Whereas most people like to buy the supplies just to make 24 candles, it'll be more expensive than buying them for me. Right. <laughs> because like I'm buying wax a pallet at a time and I buy each fragrance like 25 pounds at a time. Wow. And my containers buy the pallet. So I'm getting better pricing because I'm doing bulk. Right. And it takes time to get there. But when you're just starting out and you're like, oh, I want to try my hand at candles, it could cost you like $10, $15 a candle right. because you're not really sure like how much is going into this. And so you're only buying like a small batch of things. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, the research and development part of it. Right. So then you got to go on to YouTube. Mm -hmm. You got to figure out how you go to the YouTube Academy and figure out, you know, what's the right temperature to melt the, the wax at, you know, what are the, what are the must have ingredients to formulate different smells and yeah, all the different things that you've already worked through. So I think that's really smart, um, yeah. really smart marketing. Um, I think what you've got going on in that space is, is great. The collaboration supports the maker community, um, which is, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, keeping everything American. Uh, so going back to the sourcing of, of uh, materials and things like that. So obviously a hot topic is cost of goods, right? Yes. You could probably mm -hmm. get it cheaper purchasing outside of the U S but that's something that you yeah. pride yourself on. Of course, then it's the namesake. So long-term, obviously that, that is going to stay. How do you think you compete, yeah. you know, kind of long-term if you try to scale, how does that work out for you? Really? It's just a numbers game. I mean, right now, uh, our current climate is really pushing buying from overseas. Right. And as much as like we as Americans, there's a good majority of us that actually appreciate American made products. Yeah. The larger companies out there are just like, how can I make it as cheap as possible with the cheapest, uh, like elements going into the product? Yeah. Whereas like these tins are made in Chicago. Okay. And they're eight ounce sample paint cans that like Sherwin Williams would buy and give you a sample of paint. Right. Three years ago, this was 80 cents. Hmm. It is now $2.60. Wow. wow. Yeah, just for the can. And that's not the labels, the wax, the fragrance, the wick. Right. Like nothing. <laughs> right. And so, uh, and that's with buying 5,000 at a time. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So like, if you were like, oh, I'll just make a few of these, you'd end up spending like $6 a tin. Yeah. Uh, because it's all about numbers. And then like, obviously if I buy 25,000, it goes down. Right. But so long term, my goal is like, like selling more makes it less. So American made can kind of still st stay a little competitive. Right. Yeah. Like the, the tins that I use for my, um, my wood preserver, my, you know, my board butter, it, you know, like you have, um, my tins, I order, you know, either Amazon, eBay, something like that. 100% guarantee mm -hmm. that they're not made in the U.S., uh, given their cost. Yeah. Right. They're 30, well, 35 cents a tin. Like tins like um, the solid colognes. Yeah. 
like these guys right here. This tin right here, two ounces, yep, is the only tin that you can buy in the United States that is actually made in the United States. Yeah. Uh, every other tin is made outside of the United States, predominantly in China. Right. And I even found a few other companies that like said, oh, our tins are made in USA. And then I, I bought them. I looked on the box and it said made in China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and frustrating. So I was like... Not cool. <laughs> yeah. So um, even the American made. So for the, for those listening, it's not just that you are making things in America, you know, in New York. Everything mm -hmm. that you source is from American manufacturing. Correct. Which is I mean, that's that is an incredible feat because it, it's very it's almost near impossible to find um you know, everything that you've done from packaging. So the bags even, are you getting those printed? Yeah. Um, are yep. So it's actually printed by a company in Arkansas and they take the raw canvas like cotton that this is made out of. It comes in a giant roll and it goes over a roll die and prints the pattern onto it. Hmm. And then they make the bags out of them. And so, like, if you were to buy these made in China, uh, unprinted, let's say, you could buy a hundred of them for twenty dollars. Right. This was a dollar fifty. Wow. Yeah. Just for one bag. <laughs> and I don't think people realize how much goes into the packaging, because you know they order something. No. If they order a candle from you, and you know it's, they say, well. Okay, so it's a $30 candle, let's say. They don't, mm -hmm. when they get that candle, they're going to get the candle in the bag, right? Yeah. So every candle gets a bag, or or if you package two together, uh, or yeah. yeah. So there's going to be a candle, a bag, nice box packaging, business card, I imagine. Uh, anything else? Sticker, thank you card, thank you card. stickers. So just in packaging, uh, even the bubble wrap. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean just in packaging, you're, That's a, you're already in probably ten bucks, ten to fifteen. Uh, yeah, like the box you got cost me around two fifty just for the box. Okay, so yeah, so if I if I add that up, so two fifty plus a buck fifty or so for the bag plus stickers and postcard, you know, thank you card. Um, the tin to make that. So we haven't even included, okay, that's not even talking the wax, the wick, the time. So that $30, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if, you know, I pay shipping, well, shipping, yeah, there might be a small markup on it or whatever, just to cover some materials, but that $30 in profit, you know, gets whittled down really quickly. Yeah. Most people, people realize that they'll, they'll complain Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, most people don't understand that because, like, I usually just charge the shipping cost. Right. But then, uh, like, when someone pays with a credit card on my website, 3% comes off the top. Like, that never that money never comes into my account ever. Right. And then you take the box, the bag, the product cost. Um, and I only sell the candles for 25 no normally. Yeah. And then if I do a sale, it's even less. Yeah. And so there's not a whole lot of profit in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so that goes back to the point. I think it, you know, like you were talking about with uh, collaborations and stuff like that too. Cause if, if you got this nailed down, like if anybody is thinking about competing with you in this space, good luck. Uh, Cause I, I don't think that there's going to be, you know, you've, you've got this dialed in, but being able to, to provide that service for your leather working friends, you know, even making the leather, you make leather, uh, I'm not a leather worker, so pardon my ignorance, but like a balm for the leather, right? That's like to condition it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you provide them that, yep. they provide you some leather products, you're able to sell their products and vice versa. That's, that's genius. Just got to say that. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Dead Sled Leather, he makes the passport wallets that I sell. And he's making me some other things coming soon. And I make him leather balm and candles that are private labeled for his business. And so sometimes we'll even just do a straight trade where there's no money crossing hands. It's just like, okay, I made this number of dollars worth of product for you and you do the same for me. And we both win because then we get to bolster our brand, like build our brand with more product while not having to make it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So what's your top seller for candles, let's say? As far as products? Yeah, let's say. Oh, candles. Um, I would say it's the Pacific Woods, the tobacco and bourbon that you have, or this one right here, which is the Oak Moss and Amber. Nice. So I, well, and then also, so for the, for the candles, that's your top seller. Now, what about your, out of your products, are the candles the top seller? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like if somebody were to think all American maker, what would you want them to think? Candles? <laughs> it it's funny you say that because <laughs> most people think candles. Okay. Um but I would like to break that mold or mindset of what all American maker is yeah. because I want it to be so much more. Right. But the reality is it's going to take a lot of work to get there. Like right now, when people think of All-American Maker, I predominantly make candles. Like it's really easy for me to come out with new ones. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, he's the candle guy. Oh, okay. (laughs) But like I have coffee mugs, like do what you love. And it's made by Folk and Wayfarer Pottery in North Carolina. Yeah. And I have coffee that is delicious, by the way. Okay, I should have <laughs> um, ordered that. Made by a local... Uh, uh, I'll throw it in uh, at some point here. All right. But this is roasted by a local company here in town uh, called Dalahas Roasting Company. Nice. And then I just label it. Uh, and I think I put on my website, like, it's roasted by them. And they're just a small local roaster, like... They do like 50 pounds of coffee a week. And um, this is a blend that they've made for me. It's a medium and dark roast, and I call it black and tan because the dark and the medium is tan. So so you get the bold flavor with the caffeine because the lighter the roast, the more caffeine. Yeah. And the darker the roast, the more flavor. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, But I want it to be like a whole, like all-encompassing brand, like... Where you get hats like this. This is made by Agape Custom Shop in Salem, Oregon. Hmm. Um, and like, 
I want it to be apparel and and coffee and so much more because I want it to be stuff where people are like, oh, I can go to that company and actually get American made products and know right. that like everything is American made, not just like made like manuf or put together in America, but actually manufactured in America. Right. Yeah. And so my answer to that went like when I was thinking about your page and your product, your brand, I didn't immediately go to candle. Um, I don't think oh. I immediately went, I went to candle when I started like going through the website a little bit more to, to buy something. Sure. I started thinking more candle, but when I saw your stuff, I thought, um, handcrafted, like I thought, um, uh, rugged, uh, you know, that that's the kind of like thought that came to my mind. Like if I wanted to get a knife and, you know, a sheath to put it in and I wanted a, a whiskey glass or something like that, like that's that's what I picture mm -hmm. in my mind when I when I think about your page. So, you know, I think maybe that's good. <laughs> maybe maybe this from sales perspective, like if, if you were to look at your um, if you were to look at your product, um, your purchase funnel in your website, uh, do, mm -hmm. do people go from one product and then end up buying something completely different? Yeah. Usually they'll, they'll click on the link because they saw something and then they'll add other stuff because they're like, Oh, there's this and there's this. And I want to try that. <laughs> yeah. The suggested like, Oh, if you like, if you like this candle, you might like this, whatever. That that probably works out pretty well on your website because you offer so much. Mm -hmm. uh, what's one product that you that you make yourself that and this could be since you've started the business, you may not even make it anymore. What's one product that you absolutely hate making sure. or hated making? <laughs> Can't don't I say candles. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, like there's nothing that I hate making, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's really just like if I don't like it, I refine it and I make it better. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I was thinking that you're going to say, oh, it was leather. And, you know, now I outsource that or something like that. <laughs> Actually, I've never made leather goods personally, but I'm getting into it this next year. Because of like starting to do in-person shows. Right. Some of the things that I get asked all the time are, hey, do you do belts? Do you do keychains? Do you do like dog leashes? Can you do hats? Mm. And so some of the there's certain things that I may do more myself simply because of the fact that like doing in person is where I want to be. And that's what sells the best in person. Right. And like being able to personalize it and stuff like that, having different colored leather and all that kind of stuff. That's, I imagine that would go over really well. And it'll be like belts will be live belt making. So like they'll be pre buckled, but the end can be cut to size for whoever it is. I can add names anything like that in person. And I think that will be huge. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. A lot of the, the crafts shows and stuff, especially coming up into the holidays. So I imagine you're, you're going to have a busy schedule coming up, but anytime that I go to any of these little things, I rarely see a leather person. You see about three or four different woodworkers. Yeah. You got about 1700 sensi uh, people. 
you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're competing against multi-level marketing also in the Sensi thing, right? Yeah. You're, you're putting out a wick candle where, you know, everybody's going to cubes. Have you, do you do any of the cubes that people could use in Sensi or those types of things? Oh, like wax melts? Yeah. Uh, I do make them, but nobody asks me to. Oh. <laughs> and at one point I had them and they just sat around and did nothing. And so I just stopped making them. Okay. Because yeah, uh, and it might be the clientele because it's mostly guys, <laughs> right? Yeah, until you get that woman T-shirt, you know. But you know, I think that's something. Like we have my wife, my she used to sell Sensi, so until she realized that mm. you know we ended up spending more than she was making um, on the product, <laughs> and uh, then we're like, oh, we fell into the multi-level marketing trap, you know, where you're just supporting your own personal stuff, your your own habit. So we've got about 10 Sensi warmers that are scattered, you know, throughout the house. Most of them are in cabinets now, but some, but that'd be something that I might enjoy. So, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, maybe test, test the waters again. I already have all this stuff so I could easily add it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so what's your biggest challenge coming up with new new products and stuff and, and trying to incorporate it into the brand. Usually it's, uh, money. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, because I probably at this point have, because I've, I've had like essentially businesses like working myself, making candles and other things for, about six years now, maybe seven, I've reinvested like probably a couple hundred thousand wow. into it. Wow. Um, and right now, let's just say if I sold everything I have in stock of every product, I'd probably have about a hundred thousand and that's not including raw materials. So wow. like, that's just everything that's on the shelf right now. So you're ready to ship. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. So when you do a scent, like take the tobacco and bourbon, do you look at your your sales over the last year and figure out, okay, I should sell about X amount plus I'm gonna add on, like I'm gonna I'm gonna push to sell it and you, so you make X amount, or do you just make whatever you are kind of feeling? Is there like a science to how much you figure out? Uh, it's usually just based on like what, what sells, like if something goes away quickly, I know, oh, like that's more popular. So I'll make 50 to a hundred of them to put on the shelf, which is a lot at times because to have 50 or a hundred of every single candle on the shelf is literally like sitting on 15, $20,000 and just candles. Wow. Um, so (laughs) it, it takes a lot. Like I'm actually getting to the point because of wholesale and selling to other like retailers wholesale and doing, um, a lot online as well as in person, I'm probably going to start making like three or 400 of each at a time because of shipping them out and having them in person and everything like it goes quickly. And then you realize like, Oh wow. Like, 
having 50 isn't a lot if somebody gets 24 of every cent or something. Right. Half of it's already gone. <laughs> right. Do sales pick up this time of year, getting ready for Christmas? September through December are really the hot months of the year for sales. Yeah. So you make you, you yeah. try to ride that out for the January through probably the summer, I guess. Not a, well, definitely not in the summer. Probably not a lot of candle sales, right? No, and so you know, in years past, I haven't really like thought ahead that much, yeah. <laughs> as much as I should have. Uh, so this year, I'm really thinking ahead, like, okay. I need to make X amount to, you know, cover my bills and get through the end of the year and maybe pay off some debt from like stocking up on stuff. Right. And I need to actually make this amount so that I can pay all of my personal and business bills for, say, like the first eight months of the year and like ride that uh, so that I can actually be like on top of things and have the, the peace of mind to work on new projects versus constantly being like, Oh my gosh, I got to pay my bills. Like, how yeah. am I going to do this? Like working for yourself is way different than like having a side hustle where you're like, okay, I'm working my main job and I'm paying all my bills. But then I invest like hobby money into this. It's like, okay, this is it. If I don't make money, if I don't make sales, I don't eat. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, I guess we never got into it. So, um, tell me about your family is like, what's your, what's your family situation? I know you're married. Sure. Yeah. It's just me and my wife and she's a teacher. So 10 hours a day, she's working at school five days a week. And this time of year, it's a little hard because like I'm also working. And then on the weekends I'm gone doing shows right. and events where I can actually sell product. So for me, it's like seven days a week. Right. And I'm not even able to spend any quality time with her on the weekend. Right. Yeah. So I, my wife is also a teacher. She teaches uh, eighth grade reading language arts. Um, so during the summers, hmm. you know, then there's also, you know, there's that nice, nice part. And we've got kids. Uh, so we, we try to oh, like, yeah. do traveling and stuff like that. Do you, uh, during the summers, do you put your wife to work out there in the shop with you? <laughs> No. Well, the nice thing is my shop is about 15 minutes away. Nice. Uh, and so it's not really a part of our home. And she like I let her do her thing because like she's so busy as a teacher throughout the right. year. Like the last thing she needs to do is, you know, come make some candles. Right. Uh, but like we take a lot of July and we actually travel a lot. Like in 2019, we went to seven different national parks Cool, uh, and we were gone for 31 days. Wow. And that's the freedom you can have as an entrepreneur uh, because like my wife gets summers off and I work for myself. So I was able to do that, but it's also like, Oh my gosh, I'm not making money for a whole month. Right. So <laughs> do you don't have anybody doing your order fulfillment or anything while you take the that time? No, it's just me. So yeah. if I'm not there, it's not flowing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's tough. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, a lot of people think, you know, so they're doing what I'm doing, which is working a full-time job. And then, you know, if I want something like one of the, the guests that I had on a previous podcast, Dean, he's like, oh, the great thing about doing what I do is I, you know, I work, so it gets, I get to support my hobby, like you said. And, um, 
Mm-hmm. So if I want a piece of equipment, I could just go out and buy the piece of equipment. Uh, for you, you've got to think, you know, long term. And there's a lot of makers that listen to this podcast and that that I'm friends with that they they have the same dream that I do is like one day I want to do this full time. And, um, you know, they're not thinking about the seasonality cutting boards or, or whatever that they're yeah. going to make. You can't benchmark that for March or you know, July, because what no. what you do is season seasonal, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff, which is another reason why, you know, branching out into different mediums is a, is a good answer to that because, uh, you know, leather, leather yeah. work, you know, or, or whatever, you know, just, you've got hunting and, and all that kind of stuff or, uh, fishing, you know, if there's things that you incorporate with fishing, well, that's a summer type of activity that people are going to go out and do and, you know, kind of branches mm-hmm. that seasonality. Yeah. And what's nice is I also do uh, photography and video for other companies. So in the seasons when I'm not doing products, I'm able to shoot for them. I even shoot now, like uh, this weekend, I am going to Wyoming for a couple weeks to shoot with three different companies. That's cool. Uh, I do promotional films for them. Uh, And it does make it a little difficult because it's right in the middle of our like busy product season. But what I actually will do is take a whole bin of like the best selling products that sell the most and if something comes in, I can actually ship it while I'm out there. Cool. So um, it's a little hairy at times, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but doing that, like having a diverse uh, portfolio of things you're capable of doing also helps in working for yourself. Yeah. Because like if you only do cutting boards, like you say, there might be like three months out of the year when you sell cutting boards. Mm-hmm. But if you do cutting boards and custom work for people's homes, like benches or cabinets or whatever, that can really help like make it even throughout the whole year versus just like busy season. Right. <laughs> What's one category that you're not in yet? And you, I guess you don't have to share this if you don't want to. What's one category you're not in yet that you've been looking at? As far as selling products? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things actually, uh, like late, like this weekend, I actually finished up a 75 day, uh, thing called the 75 hard. It's two workouts a day. Uh, you drink a gallon of water every day, no alcohol. You drink t- or uh, you read 10 pages of a book and you stick to a specific diet mm. and, like working out and being healthy as an entrepreneur and as a maker is important because like if I keel over and die, (laughs) my business is done. (laughs) Um, and if you're the sole breadwinner for your family, that means that your family doesn't have any provision. And so taking care of yourself, I think is key. And so some of the things that I want to get into more is like, I'm actually working with a company called first form. They're American made supplement company in Missouri. And I just signed up as a wholesaler for them. So I can actually buy their product wholesale and sell it in my store. Cool. And that gives me the opportunity to equip makers and other people here locally where I live with the right tools uh, as far as nutrition goes 
to maybe supplement their life and give them what they need. And I'm going to be offering, I found a company in Texas that makes shaker, shaker cups in Texas mm. and I'll be getting those custom. And there's just like a whole bunch of different products that like, like I said before, it takes money yeah. and it takes uh, like time to get to that point where you can invest in something because like buying 250 shaker cups is going to be about $2,000. Right. And that's then $2,000 you're sitting on until you sell yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You happen to take a, you have to take a, a leap of faith, you know, and doing something like that, mm -hmm. man, that's pretty bold. Yeah. Yeah. Balls of steel. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Well, yeah, I know well, you have something. It, it takes a lot. Yeah. And it's not easy. So Brandon, I know that you've got something that you are looking to give away to one of the listeners of today's podcast. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. So let's grow the audience for the Maker Lounge podcast and do a little giveaway of a set of solid cologne and a candle, both scented oak moss and nice. amber. And anybody who shares the podcast on Instagram and Facebook or whatever, but mainly Instagram and tags the Maker Lounge podcast and All American Maker yeah. and leave a comment on whatever podcasting platform you're listening the, to this awesome. with. Like, just give it a review because that's how audiences grow. And you guys will be entered into this. And at the end of the month, at the end of November, I will literally put everyone's name in a hat and pick a winner and announce it on Instagram. And he will also announce it on Instagram awesome. as well. Thank you so much for doing that. Really appreciate that. Uh, Definitely. All right. So before we go, uh, is there anything else that you want to mention? You've got uh, campaigns and stuff coming up. Yeah. So starting... I'd say November 15th, I'm going to be doing a campaign on my website where every single thing that I sell on there, and I'll be actually doing some really cool packages of products, uh, some deals on candles where if you buy like three or six or 12, you get them for a better price. But all of the money is going towards a goal of mine, which there will be like a circle graph on the website. And it'll be kind of like Kickstarter, cool. but I decided to do it on my website because Kickstarter takes 8% of everything wow. that comes in. And so I was like, that's not really fair to me or to the people supporting the campaign. Right. Because if I knew that essentially like 2% short of 10% of everything that's coming in is just never going towards the right. goal, that's not really yeah. cool. <laughs> Um, so I'm doing it on my website. It's going to last three to six months, depending on how long it takes. But also know that all of the stuff that will be a part of the campaign may not last that right. long. But my goal is 75000 and I'm going to be buying a van and a trailer, wrapping them with the All-American Maker graphics. And the goal is to take All-American Maker all across America so, cool. so that I can meet more makers do more podcasts i have a youtube channel which is all american maker where i not only like show people how i make stuff but i want to interview more makers yeah. showcase their workshop and see where they do all the stuff they do and that's only going to be possible if i can be equipped to actually 
get right. there and do what I need to do. Uh, because, you know, you can just drive in, in any old vehicle, but I want to do it in a way that creates content, yeah. showcases the brand and helps build it to a place where it's really just showcasing American makers. It's not about yeah. me. It's not about my brand per mm-hmm. se, but I want it to be a place where long-term the brand grows. I'm able to work with more makers, creating more products and eventually grow to a thing like Duluth trading or right. whatnot, where there's a whole store in like 20 different locations that is full of American made products made by smaller makers. That's like awesome. And that's only going to be possible with, Everybody's That's help. That's really cool. And I'll promise not to edit this part out as long as you stop by Houston. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, dude, I've been wanting to come to Texas for a long well, time. Yeah, so <laughs> if you do it, make sure that you plan to do it in March or April. Anything outside of that is okay. not going to work out for you. <laughs> Although right now, you know, I'm, sure. well, we, we're expecting a bad storm tonight. Um, but, you know, any other time, it's just hot. And so March and April is the time to do it. Oh, yeah. Actually, if you come to Houston in March, try to do it around the time that the, we have the rodeo, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. It's a oh, huge, yeah. a huge mm-hmm. thing. Um, and they have booths and that type of thing. And now the booths are really expensive to get in, but that'd be ki- that'd be killer sure. if uh, if there's some way you can incorporate into that. Because people are people all save up all year just to go spend money at the Houston Rodeo. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's a huge thing. Look it up. Um, Google it. Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. They have, I think it's like 20 days, maybe 25 days of just huge artists that come in, mostly country artists. Um, hmm. But it's it's a big deal. Man, it's been so good. Uh, Sounds like yeah, a plan. It, it's, it's been <laughs> so good having you on and it's nice meeting you. Um, thanks for, for sharing yeah, you about uh, your product and, and, and branding. Um one more time, I know we, we said it a couple different different times, different ways, but one more time, let people know how they can follow you. Sure. So on Instagram, it's All American Maker. And Facebook, it's facebook.com slash All American Maker. If you go to allamericanmaker.us, that's my website. And you can click on the events tab to see where I'll be if I'm doing a show. You can go to the shop tab and click on any category and shop candles or leather goods or whatever you want. And I'd love it if you guys jumped on and, Oh yeah. And go to YouTube, go to youtube.com slash all American maker and subscribe because I'm going to be posting a lot more. I know this season is a little busy, so I haven't been doing it every week, but I've gotten about six or seven videos up in the last nice. month. And I want to do a lot more content to really showcase behind the scenes because like Instagram is always like the picture perfect right. scenario, but I want to showcase the raw and real side of what it actually is like to be a well, maker. Dude, you're, you're, cr- so, you're crushing yeah. it. And I highly recommend tobacco and bourbon candle. It smells awesome. Um, I don't remember the name of the cologne that you sent me, but it, it was, uh, it was perfect. Um, I'm Matt, uh, with Volner Woodworking. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, and all the things, YouTube at Volner Woodworking and, um, TikTok's a little bit different. I don't recommend you follow me on TikTok. Uh, that to me is a waste of time, <laughs> but you can also follow the Maker Lounge podcast, 
on all of those mediums, Maker Lounge Podcast. That's where we're going to be posting this video. Uh, so recommend you check that out so you can see his face and uh, check out the, the pictures uh, behind him and, and all the things that we showed in this episode. Thank you so much for listening uh, and check out the Patreon page. I'm going to be giving away a T-shirt and every patron uh, will receive stickers because we know in the maker community that you're not a maker unless you have stickers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've got some swag there. Uh, next week, I'm going to have the guys from Sawdust Nation podcast. I've been on their podcast a number of times. They're big uh, supporters of me and I of them. And so uh, we're going to have them on for uh, a special Veterans Day episode because all three of them are veterans. So we'll just continue this American theme right into Veterans Day. Oh, yeah. Make sure that you share like he was talking about, you know, share it and and tag both of us and uh, leave a review of the podcast. So that's the way that this podcast gets out. Uh, people read reviews before they listen a lot of the times and uh, or they give you five minutes. And if I didn't give them the mm -hmm. best first five minutes uh, of the episode, uh, they may not continue listening. Um, so your review does go a long way in helping get this podcast out. Uh, I'm looking forward to next week's episode as well. It's been a treat having you on. So thank you so much. Thank you.